All right, welcome to another episode of Inside Flicks. Uh, I'm Mike, and I'm here with Richard and Raymond. Uh, this episode, we're going to v- review American Pickle. It's a new Seth Rogen comedy. But before we get into that um, that review, let's talk about HBO Max. Now, this is a, the American Pickle is the first kind of original film to be released on HBO Max. Was this uh, the first one? Was this the first one movie that we saw from HBO Max exclusively? From, from H- oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Raymond, how did you f- feel about the the, pr- the platform itself? It's okay. <laughs> you didn't sign up, right? You're like us when we just signed up for like the five day or. No, I'm I, I, I'm signed up. I'm on a plan. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm assuming you like the the platform. Yeah, it's okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of content. It's the HBO stuff. It's the DC stuff. It's the Turner Classic well, movie stuff. Well, that's the thing. You know, I was already subscribed to HBO, mm-hmm. so it's it's just kind of extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it. But um, I do have to say, I don't like the fact that it's not in 4K. Yes, I mean it's, that's that's especially the the HBO stuff. That's yeah. ridiculous nowadays. I mean, it's might as well. I mean, uh, if you got HBO. Um, standard, I mean, whatever, like through cable, it has to be 4K, right? I mean, that should be the standard, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because even Game of Thrones, I mean, when it, when it first aired, it was in 4K, right? Yeah, wasn't it? That's true. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so, weird. It, it, they, there's an HBO Go, which is, I, I'm assuming it's discontinued, or I don't know what, what's going on with HBO Go. Now there's HBO Max. I, you know, just signing up for the five day or the seven day, whatever it is, te- trial run. I found it very difficult to to check it out because it was, was it's not available on Amazon Fire, uh, the player, or Roku, or Roku. It's yeah. only kind of available on I guess Apple TV, PlayStation Four, and Xbox. I guess those are very popular <laughs> uh, devices, but so is Roku. I, yeah, Roku. yeah. I wish it was on Roku. I mean, even on they say it's on Hulu, but that's and that's where I try to test it out on. But Hulu uh, it has HBO Max, the 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 channel, but it really just the it's really just HBO Go. It's only the HBO stuff. So I I I I've, I had a very difficult time trying to watch. American Pickle on my TV. Yeah, uh, I got it going. I was able to get it going because I had to go through a couple other things. But I mean, I, my first impression of HBO Max was is, was kind of frustrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Rich, would you did you check? Did you got a chance chance to check out HBO Max? At no, all? not at all. I mean, I remember HBO. I remember the Silicon Valley and all that stuff. We yeah. we saw that in regular HBO. So I'm not really. You know, I didn't really look look at HBO Max myself. Uh, uh, you know, I have everything on Blu-ray anyway, or whatever that I, I, that I own. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's nothing really for me, and because it's not in 4K, I knew it was not in 4K, so there's nothing nothing for me to, you know, look for. You don't care about Studio Ghibli? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, I mean, they have Looney Tunes, which is pretty cool. They have well, all the classic okay. Looney Tunes. Yeah, I mean, I guess they have Adult Swim. Or at least a selection, and a selection of Cartoon Network stuff. Personally, I like the Turner Classic movies because it's actually a pretty decent uh, variety of classic films. It's not just American movies, or there's some really cool uh, classic foreign films also. But didn't we used to have that? I mean, I mean, like yeah. an, on YouTube, uh, um, yeah, Prime or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I mean, we used to have that stuff, so it's no big deal to me. I mean, it's, it's just, just HBO Max is, uh, if you have HBO, just change well, it. Well, DC, all, I guess the big, the th- big thing is DC, the DC films. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Batman's now, uh, we had to watch it through HBO Max, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, actually, the very first thing I watched on uh, HBO Max, the very first thing, and I saw it just because I was looking through DC, it was Superman 3. <laughs> <laughs> it's Superman three, and uh, I, I saw the whole thing. I go, and I I go, man, Superman three is not that bad of a sequel. <laughs> it's no, not. you're crazy. It's terrible. I mean, no, it's not, yeah, no, I mean, it's, but it's, it's, it's the back. worst Superman movie ever made. No, Quest for Peace is. No. Yeah, the no, last, Quest for the, 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 Quest for Peace at least with John Cryer. Yeah, no, it, it, it at least was attempting to be a Superman movie. Oh. The third one is just a, a Richard Pryor movie that features Superman uh, getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he fights in, the, in like kind of a classic uh, scene. He fights that's only, himself. That's the only reason you like it. That's the yeah. only reason. Well, you like and it. that's all. It's yeah. It's yeah. it's a straight. Don't up. pretend it's a good. Don't pretend it's a good movie. No, I'm not that, pretending that it's. A, is, that thing is trash. Oh <laughs> no, no, no! I mean, I mean, it's, I'm not pretending it's entertaining. It's 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 no. It's a piece of nostalgia for us. Okay. It's, it's the it's, worst Superman movie ever made. It's no, it's not, when no, I was no, little, not the worst. I saw the John Cryer one. No, I give it. Watch it again. It's on HBO Max, right? It's much better. At least well, tries to be a Superman trial, movie. <laughs> my, my trial is uh, as run up. I can. <laughs> but no, uh, Superman three. Yes, it's 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 a it's a straight out comedy. It's a straight out comedy. Yeah, yeah well, it's horrible. I mean, yeah. And I, I but it has so many visual sight gags. I, you know. Yeah. Uh, Why? Yeah, I don't know. I have no. I guess they ruined Superman with that movie. Oh come on! No. Yes, no. I. They ruined Superman with that movie, and they tried to redeem it with four. It wasn't enough, but they no, ruined they, Superman with that film. Christopher Reeve is the one who wanted to do uh, number four. I mean, he. he yeah, because he was trying to redeem. So. He was trying to redeem three. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the series was already declining anyway. Oh, it was well. One and two were good. One and two were good. What are you talking well, about? I don't think two is a perfect Superman movie. It's not. It's not. But it's it's good enough. Three and three was not. Well, uh, anyway, anyway. <laughs> I mean, if you want to see Richard Pryor as a, a computer hacker <laughs> genius, no, no. <laughs> Watch Superman three. <laughs> Well, look, like in the comic books, they used to have these kind of crossovers with, uh, with celebrities, and they would Don't have, try to excuse this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I am, because in the in the comic books, they would have like Muhammad Ali, you know. This is the, the lamest excuse. <laughs> I love. You know what? I'm I'm, I'm standing by it. Superman three is <laughs> a fantastic film, and it's and but it's not a reason to get HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, uh, Raymond loves HBO Max. <laughs> I mean, or he, he he's paying for it. I at, at this point, I don't see it going anywhere. I mean, it it, it needs to have more original content. It's a it's a very easy fix. They just need to uh, update things. You know, they need to add 4K. They need to uh, be add on more devices, and I think they need to also um, add add more stuff because. Um, like the Adult Swim library is very late, and um, uh, a couple things. Add, add more, add some more classic movies. Fill up the whole DC section, and um, you know, put put their whole catalog. And I think you know, over time, they probably will do these things. It's just you know, it's still early. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree with Raymond that there is some potential here with HBO Max. All right, so let's get to our review of uh, American Pickle, which is the first original HBO Max film. In old country of Shlupska, I am ditch digger. As far as jobs in Shlupska, it's pretty good. We are the Greenbounds, and we have American dreams. I find good job in Pickle Factory. Then one day, everything changed. It's been 100 years. The pickle brine preserved him perfectly. You're too old to do that. The world has changed. Everyone I know is gone. We were able to track down a great grandson. Greenbaum. Greenbaum. <laughs> this is nuts. All right, so um, the American Pickle. This is like a, I think it's Seth Rogen's first PG thirteen comedy. Or it's based on a book sellout by this comedy writer uh, Richard or uh, Simon Rich. He created Man Seeking Woman. And uh, Rich, what's the, what's the, what's it about? It's a, uh, Seth Rogen. There's two Seth, Seth Rogens in this yeah. movie. Right? Seth Rogen, uh, elder, I guess, will be is an immigrant uh, worker at a pickle factory who accidentally preserves himself for 100 years and he wakes up in uh, modern day Brooklyn and finds his uh, great grandchild uh, played by Seth Rogen and uh, you know hilarity ensues yeah there you go yeah, I, um, uh, just to start it off, I'll say that uh, I love the premise of the of the movie. Uh, I, when I heard first heard about this premise, about you know, I just it's goofy enough that I, it made me laugh right away. And mm-hmm. uh, the idea of someone getting pickled brine for a hundred years <laughs> uh, actually very funny, a funny premise. Uh, but it, it the story kind of veers off into this political satire, which I thought it was a totally different movie yeah and I, I i go i don't know what the hell that is about you know because it becomes this commentary on on american capitalism and also like cancel culture for some reason and you know it's like it's like you know the problems of of idolizing a a media media darling who becomes like the social media pariah and so it's like it really steps away from what I what I really wanted to see, and what I really found interesting was this kind of family reunion thing, and I kind of because I really kind of love that idea of connecting with your family roots, and I think eventually the movie does come back to that, but and and so it ends kind of in, in, a, in a kind of pleasing way, but mm-hmm. uh, so it's like I got it's really mixed for me. I don't know. What what you guys thought? Well, it's uh, first of all, it's, uh, it's pretty decently directed by uh, the director Brandon Trost, who did the FP, uh, the uh, sci-fi uh, uh, spoof. <laughs> spoof, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think after that movie, which was I don't know when that came out, but he be- a while he became, ago, yeah, yeah, that came out a couple years ago. He became this uh, cinematographer mm-hmm. for a lot of Seth Rogen's movies. He did the Disaster Artist, the Interview. Uh, uh, neighbors, and this is this is the end. So he's this is him coming back as a director. Yeah, and I thought it was not it wasn't that bad as uh, direction wise it goes. Uh, I thought it was the more fault of the uh, the screenwriting, and uh, but the beginning was the fantastic part. I mean, I really liked the the drunk history uh, type <laughs> of uh, d- uh, direction it went with um, in the beginning. 
and uh, Sarah Snook uh, was a great, you know, basically cameo, mm -hmm. and and uh, <laughs> it was the the rats. I mean, <laughs> was just plain old funny, mm -hmm. and um, and I liked it, you know, up until the second half, and then I think it went off the rails a little too quick. I think they and it was it seemed like it could have been easy fixes also. You know, I mean, it could have been easily uh, uh, fixable like that. Uh, uh, Raymond, what's your, what's your thoughts? Um, I thought it was okay. Um, I'm kind of the opposite of you guys, though, because I liked the second half of the movie more than the first half. Oh. I just thought the first half was pretty, uh, a, a little generic. Hmm. And um, I thought the um, the second half was uh, was unpredictable and um no oh, i'll give you that <laughs> yeah and uh and it was there was you guys make it seem like there there was like a big focus on all these things it was really kind of like they would do one thing and then they would drop it and move on to something else mm -hmm. and that's the type of uh comedy uh simon rich would was doing on uh man seeking woman to and to me this uh this kind of felt like um like this could have been a two-parter on man seeking woman but it was just really stretched out to like mm. uh, how long is this movie it's not that long it was an hour and a half but yeah. still um you know two episodes of television that'd be about 40 minutes i think that's what this should have been i don't think this is they really had i think this is a, like two episodes of television stretched out two sec two sitcom episodes stretched out mm. it just really kind of uh dragged and um but it, I, I, it has a lot of, uh, I think, inventive comedy in it. There's a lot of originality. But, um, yeah. I think this is actually one of Seth Rogen's uh, weaker movies. Hmm. Uh, um, I don't see that. I mean, I, I, uh, I even think that it has a lot of feel into it. Uh, um, I really liked how the old uh, Herschel... Um, Seth Rogen, how he grandfather how he clinged to uh, um, Sarah Snook's character. Uh, I really liked how they um, uh, they went in the, with that direction also. Well, the premise is so interesting. I mean, the the idea of that you're able to talk to a family member from the past. I thought that was a very strong idea, even though it's absurd how it came up. You know, he, he falls in the, in the vat of 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 pickles <laughs> and it's preserved for 100 years and um even the 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 the, the unveil the unveiling of that story is funny you know it's it, you know because there's a, there's a press conference and they say <laughs> yes uh, i don't get this well how the hell does this happen you know scientifically how's that uh, possible and they cut to <laughs> you know like a like a voiceover oh that makes sense <laughs> oh that makes perfect sense yeah. I, I thought that was a funny joke you yeah know, so. but uh um yeah, so when it goes into this, you know, when it veers off into the, the political satire part, which is it's fine. I, I thought that was cool too, but it just it, it really felt like two movies competing, you know, or bashing its head uh, against each other. You know, I just if they would just pick one kind of idea, I think it would have been better. You know, like and I really loved the Herschel character. <laughs> yeah, Seth Rogen's performance as Herschel, the older uh, Jewish Ru Russian character. And I probably could have, even though I love that premise of able to time travel or whatever you want to call it, I kind of could have just saw a whole movie which is Herschel in you know in Eastern Europe in 1920s or whatever, and uh, I could probably just saw a whole movie just you know of him trying to live in in that time. Mm. 
Not me. Uh, no. <laughs> really? You didn't like his performance as Herschel? Oh, his performance is great. I don't yeah. even see a whole movie of it. Oh, I, I could have easily saw a whole movie of that. You don't think so? You don't think that was whole, that was funny at all, Raymond? It was funny the first couple minutes. Ooh. So you you had a better time with the with the him coming like uh, uh, no, when Herschel even even less. <laughs> oh, okay. I see what you mean. Oh, so this is a, this is going to be a low grade for you, right? Well, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I mean, I, it's, I give it. This, I'm going to end up giving it, I guess, the same score I gave Bloodshot and Extraction. But yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's get to the grade. Uh, Rich, what's your grade for American American Pickle? Yeah, probably like <laughs> Bloodshot, but I loved Extraction. <laughs> um, so I'll probably just give it a um, a C plus. Yeah, that, I was thinking the same thing. C plus. It's not. It's, you know, for a free movie because it's basically a free movie because mm-hmm. you sign up for the for the trial. It's not bad. No, it, I mean, but but if you if this but it was makes like, sense that this is on a streaming service. So like this, I don't think this would have made sense in theaters. I don't. Again, I don't even think this meant sense as a movie. It should have been so much shorter. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I want to repeat that on Man Seeking Women, they really do like premises like this. The humor, like. It, 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 they'll do like uh, these like ridiculous um, storylines, and then they'll drop it and go into other, these other things, and then they all all tie together you know nicely in the end. But this just felt so stretched out, so jumbled. And if if you if you like this movie, I'd say I highly recommend checking out Man Seeking Woman because it does it much better than this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's FX, right? An FX comedy series. Yeah, so you could watch it on Hulu. <laughs> uh, so what what rating would you give this? A, a six out of ten. So I guess uh, that's kind of like a C plus also, right? Or on C, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it was ultimately a disappointment, you know. But again, because it was free and it, uh, really, I was able to watch Superman three. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had probably a better, you know. I give it a, a you know, I give. <laughs> you give it a pass. I give it a pass. I mean, I was able to it's see. It's not terrible, yeah. Superman I mean, three, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm talking about I mean, Richard uh, Pryor. First American of all, let's Pickle. Get, let's get back to Superman three. Richard no, Pryor. No, Superman three is terrible. He's a, he's, a, he's a unemployed. Uh, oh my god! And he gets a job as a as a computer uh, number puncher, and he realized he's a computer genius. <laughs> I mean, come on. The only, only <laughs> the only good thing about Superman three is that it was referenced in the, in the Office Space. Made a great joke. <laughs> but you don't understand the ge- you don't understand the genius. <laughs> Richard Pryor is a unemployed. I get it. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> Never touched a computer in his life. Gets a job as a, a, a number cruncher, and realize he's a super genius hacker, mm-hmm. and he ultimately makes the the greatest co- uh, computer in the world <laughs> that defeats Superman. Out of napkins. Out of napkins. Yes. <laughs> Look. I love Richard Pryor, but I'm not a big fan of his movies, and I think Superman Three is the worst one. <laughs> no, no, there's there's other ones. Um, Superman uh, Three is the worst one. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I recommend watch Superman Three on HBO Max. <laughs> and American, I mean, look, check out the trial. I mean, it won't hurt. Check out the you know check out HBO Max uh, HBO Max uh, trial run and I think it, it's perfectly fine for it makes sense that this is the movie that launches the HBO Max because it's it's harmless it's a harmless and, kind of comedy and check out the director uh, Brian Trust's uh, work on uh, Rob Zombie's Lord of Salem did great <laughs> work he was a cinematographer on that movie and 
movie looks fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see H the the FP? Um, no. <laughs> I didn't have any interest in watching that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was our review of uh, American Pickle. Let's talk about our favorite. Um, I guess we, let me first say that we all kind of enjoy Seth Rogen in this movie, right? That's that's a that's a two characters here, right? Well, Herschel. This is <laughs> one of the best performances of his career. I just you know kind of wish the movie was a, a bit better. <laughs> yeah, and Raymond, you say. I mean, uh, Rich, you were saying that um, Herschel was a better character. I think so. I think. I think. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I like the, well, the other I mean, character was just Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, he was as Herschel. He has the full beard, <laughs> and so, and as the, his grandson, he has no beard. Mm-hmm. So he had to shoot the whole movie first as Herschel, and then go back and shoot his grandson without the beard. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they just released a featurette about that. Right? <laughs> yeah, and I go, oh, that's so interesting, but maybe. Unnecessary. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's talk about some other of his uh, other Seth Rogen's works. Uh, real quick, what's probably your favorite uh, Seth Rogen movie? We'll start with Raymond. Uh, well, I my, mine's a, a a popular pick, but it's it's just uh, it's been it's remained my favorite since uh, since since I saw it. And uh, it's uh, a super bad. He's got a supporting mm-hmm. role in the movie, but um, it, he wrote the movie. It's it's basically based on his on his high school years, and um, I I think till this day for me, it's still probably the most uh, effective um, high school comedy. It's not the most grounded high school comedy. I think a lot of the high school comedies I've been seeing this past decade are more grounded, but I don't think any of them have been as enjoyable as Super Bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'll give, I'll give you that. I mean, it's definitely the one that kind of started his career as a screenwriter, as a producer, as a comedy, you know, uh, maker. Um, yeah, so yeah, super bad. Uh, I would pick Observe. I would pick Observe and Report. Uh, that is a, I think, the 2009 comic. It's a cult pick, yeah. A lot of people don't actually like this movie. I loved it when it first came out. It's uh, one of the first films from Jody Hill, who who ended up doing um, uh, Eastbound and Down with uh, Danny McBride. Right. And uh, he both actually both of them are good friends. Jody Jody Hill and Danny McBride. They did uh, didn't they do the the foot fits way? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So he did the Foot Fist Way first. That was his like debut, and this was his like first studio movie or his first kind of big movie with stars and Seth Rogen. And it's a dark comedy. It's like a, I would, you know, when I first saw the movie, I go, man, that's like Taxi Driver, but in a <laughs> comedic way. Yeah. And I go, oh, I always loved it. And it also it gave us an insight of what a Jody Hill would have uh, would would end up doing, Eastbound and Down and Vice uh, Principles and the Right. Uh, righteous gemstones. These are kind of all kind of broad comedies, but very dark in with with the characters. You know, the characters are, are mentally unstable most of the time, and he has you know the, he you know he's this great working relationship with Danny McBride, and uh, I really love Seth Rogen in this movie as, as that that kind of uh, security cop. guard, yeah. yeah, security guard or mall cop, and um, who goes schizophrenic um, mall cop, but, yeah. He, it goes think, crazy. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think Michael Pena actually was uh, really boost. Yeah, 
really boosted his performance in that. I remember movie, so. uh, Jesse Plemons in this movie. He was really skinny in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a film that I don't know why people don't like as much as 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 other his other films, but I really really enjoyed it when it first came out. Um, I haven't seen it for a long time. I should check it out. Uh, well, it, it's a really dark movie. I mean, it's probably the darkest movie I think Seth Rogen has ever made. Yeah, it's probably like his Cable Guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and it, and it also give us this, you know, like when I when I saw that, I go, oh, Seth Rogen is doing a very dark character here, and he's actually doing it very well. And I go, this guy is really is not just you know the 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 dick joke guy. This guy has. You know, acting chops, and we now see it now. You know, with with you know American Pickle, where he's doing this kind of mm-hmm. a totally different. You know, he's he's branching off and doing other stuff, and and the Steve Jobs movie, Steve Jobs, yeah, and where he's like was he got a lot of acclaim for that role. So yes, he he is not just like the you know the pot smoking. He, well, he is, but he, he has mo- you know he could do these other characters, and I hope you know his next movie or the next couple movies he continues to grow. Well, I think with Observer and Report, though, I think the movie was kind of mismarketed, and I think a, pe- a lot of people were expecting them, um, you know, because he, he the years before he was kind of coming out with a comedy each each year, and then this this year he came out with Observer and Report, and it was completely you know different. It was. Uh, it was not what people expected, and I think that's why a lot of people didn't like it. Um, I, I actually didn't l- really like the movie when I originally watched it, but after you know watching Eastbound and Down, going back and watching it, I had a, uh, a lot of appreciation for it because it's a much darker version of uh, Eastbound and Down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it was a. Ve- I think the movie was very mismarketed. I agree because I think people were expecting like a pot you know slacker comedy and this wasn't it this was like a, the the dark side of Paul yeah, Bart exactly what you, exa- yeah exactly what you said it's like yeah um taxi the cable driver. guy the cable oh. guy and uh, yeah, cable guy and taxi driver meets a uh, Paul Bart mall club <laughs> uh rich what's your what's your best uh, Seth Rogen uh movie well I, I first got familiar with Seth Rogen probably with Freaks and Geeks of course um and then he showed up in 40, the forty-year-old virgin, and then uh, of course knocked up. That's the one that I'll probably stick with. Uh, that's the one that made him a star for me. Um, it's you know Apatow's best film f- to me, so it's that's the role that you know made him. Yeah, as far as I know. And other than that, uh, I, I'd say probably um, it, you know he, he does decent job every, every pretty much every movie. I mean. I mean, even even uh, his his last big one to me was Longshot, and mm, I thought mm-hmm. he did just as good as uh, Charlize, and that's saying you know a lot. Yeah. And yeah, so hope hopefully he keeps it up. I guess I also want to bring up really quick um, Fifty Fifty, and uh, the night before because mm-hmm. I thought those were uh, really good. And but I don't want to spend too much on the topic. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he's producing the boy, so. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot yeah. about that. Big old. Do you, yeah. do you guys think if he were to have made uh, the Green Hearted now, that it would have been like much better? Like now that he's like made the bo- produced the Boys and Preacher and all these things. Yeah, he mm. would have probably given it a rewrite. Um, he probably would try to make it more kind of uh, irreverent, you know. Or do like, you think he would have still cast himself in it? <laughs> see, I think he was miscast in that movie. I hope he. I hope he. Yeah, I don't think he should have played the the the, the guy. The do you Green think Hornet. he would have? Do you think he would have done? Do you think he would have done that if he was making the movie today? 
That's interesting. No, no, not today. I think he's he's he knows that he's not an action hero. <laughs> 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 I think he has enough sense that he knows that you know I'm I'm this other guy. I'm this kind of uh, slacker dude, you know, like or suburban kind of guy now. Yeah. All right, so that was our review of American Pickle. We offered our our, our favorite uh, Seth Rogen movies. Uh, so that was our, that concludes this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich, tell the people how they can find Inside Flicks. You can find us on InsideFlicks.com, and you can also find our podcast on Apple iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, and all the all the other platforms. Surely can. <laughs> I use uh, uh, Google uh, Podcasts. I just wanted to make sure everyone knows that. <laughs> and uh, Richard, you, I think you use Spotify, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's very easy to find our podcast. <laughs> All right. So that was our episode. Thank you for listening to Inside Flicks. Uh, yeah. Keep safe. Uh, take care of each other. And bye-bye. Keep reaching for the stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs>